yesterday, a meeting of Kamloops City Council. And as usual, after a meeting day, I am always pleased to welcome to the program the Mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian. Mr. Mayor, how are you doing here on this Wednesday? I'm very good, thank you, Jeff. Well, thanks so much, as always, for the time. Let's get into some of what took place at yesterday's City Council meeting. Uh, some discussion took place in regards to security within the city. Um, I'll start with the Community Services Division. It sounds like the city is looking to hire another 2.8 full-time uh, positions. Uh, those are going to be hired in September, if I understand things correctly, uh, and ending a private security contract on West Victoria Street. Why is the city wanting to sort of, I guess, get in front of this and be the ones who are in charge of providing security on that side of, uh, on, that, on that section of Kamloops? Yeah, you know, I, I think we've seen uh, what can happen when you have a patchwork of contract security services operating around the city. No different here than anywhere else. Uh, and I think uh, the better alternative is to uh, ramp up our uh, community services officers, uh, give them a, a modified and, and more wholesome role, and then uh, provide that service on a 24-7 basis. I think that's better investment than uh, continuing to pour money into contract uh, security companies. Do you think that it uh, is a better service if provide, provided by the city, or like, was there any thought into the, the actual quality of service being delivered here? Definitely, and, and that's why uh, we're embarking on uh, essentially retraining and recruiting for uh, community services officers. Uh, the role has changed. Uh, you know, traditionally when we first hired bylaw people, it was in and around uh, raw dogs running loose and, and parking offenses and things like that. Uh, the streets are much more complex now, and so we need to adjust our service to deal with those complexities, and, and uh, they need to be connected to social agencies, they need to be uh, connected to uh, health services and in particular mental health services and they need to be connected to the RCMP so that we are uh, using the appropriate uh, response where needed. So uh, that is, is a much different job than many of the bylaw officers were uh, originally uh, hired to do. So uh, we're converting that and, and uh, we're hiring right now and uh, we are going to continue to uh, look at that on a 24-7 on a basis and I think uh, that will provide better services for the citizens of Kamloops and in particular uh, businesses and their customers in the downtown cores. Yeah, and speaking of the downtown cores, there was also talk about temporary security for half a year to do patrols in downtown Kamloops as well as along the Tronchio Corridor. Um, this sort of was part of a discussion that was um, happening during that special meeting of council related specifically to social issues from about a month ago, I believe it was now at this point in time. Um, what, what's, I guess, changing there? What is the temporary security? Is that going to be hired through private uh, security companies? How is that working? Yeah, and, you know, until we have ramped up our, our CSO services to provide that round-the-clock service, we're going to uh, continue to use private security. But, you know, you have to understand, I mean, uh, a lot of people say, hey, we need to put public washrooms in, and, and people debate about the cost of the washrooms. The cost of the washrooms is nothing compared to the cost of the security to monitor the washrooms. We're spending uh, over a quarter million dollars just to babysit washrooms. 
and uh, you know the kinds of activities that go on in public washrooms you uh, can't leave them unattended so you know we've reached that point as a city and and uh, that's a reality so uh, you know when you have those amenities you have to uh, make sure you're operating them responsibly and and uh, those are the kinds of costs that uh, we are incurring as taxpayers in Kamloops. Um, there was also some discussion around false alarms at yesterday's meeting. Um, I guess people who accidentally, you know, set off their home security system or their business's security system um, the first time. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a bit of a, a grace period now moving forward and not being charged for um, having to have emergency services attend uh, a first initial mistaken call. Why did the city decide to sort of give a little bit of reprieve to those who maybe make that initial mistake? Well, you know, I, I think a lot of people that are using some of these uh, security uh, systems are elderly and are people that are maybe not as familiar with the technology. Uh, so the uh, Community Services Committee felt that there should be one uh, sort of free call, as it were. But you have to realize that uh, the private sector is uh, making a lot of money off of selling security systems that are connected on the back end to first responders that are paid for by all of the taxpayers. So, you know, uh, I think there should be some responsibility uh, assigned to those people that can afford and, and have those security uh, systems uh, to operate them uh, very, very carefully. Train your staff, make sure that they're not accidentally triggered, uh, those kinds of things, so that you're not having a, a repeat alarm to a, a, a place. Uh, that tends to take services away from other parts of the city, and it also tends to dull the response. So uh, I, I don't think that it's good for anybody that people would indiscriminately uh, activate these alarms and, and thus activate uh, first responders coming to their business or to their homes. Uh, here with Kamloops Mayor Ken Christian. Now, there was a public hearing last night, and I wanted to get into some of the uh, things that were talked about there, but just how well was that session attended last night? I didn't have a chance to check it out myself. It was very well attended. Uh, in, uh, we actually had four public hearings last night. Uh, the first and, and the uh, most well attended was the one related to uh, the extension of the Juniper West subdivision, mm-hmm. uh, 42 lots up in, in uh, the west side of uh, Juniper, and it's kind of below Rose Hill. So there was a lot of uh, discussion from uh, the building community about the shortage of lots and, and uh, the importance of keeping a lot supply and and, uh, uh, single-family dwelling construction um, busy in Kamloops and how that relates to trades and sub-trades and and suppliers and things like that. There was a lot of discussion on the other side from Rose Hill that uh, we're concerned about the form and character of their neighborhood uh, being uh, kind of changed because of uh, the potential of uh, development below them. Uh, They also had concerns about uh, the Rose Hill Road and and, uh, they had concerns, uh, you know, with respect to a development that's occurring uh, above them or further south of the Rose Hill subdivision. So, you know, a lot of discussion, uh, a lot of good points uh, made and ultimately uh, council voted to uh, amend the community plan to allow the subdivision and a, and a school site actually beyond that and then uh, eventually uh, adjust the uh, zoning so that those lots could be created uh, so it was a good uh, probably hour and a better uh, discussion and uh, then uh, eventually a vote 
The other uh, items were uh, a daycare up in the uh, Aberdeen area, a, uh, um, uh, a residential uh, development in the Dallas area, and the uh, university, the DQ University, I called it, which <laughs> is a, a, by the Tandoori restaurant up near Costco, and a lot of concern there about uh, traffic issues as well. So at the end of the night, uh, everything was approved, uh, and it was a busy night and a long day for council yesterday. Yeah, and just going to those two things that you kind of touched on there in, in a little more detail, that being the, the Juniper West um, development and then the, the Dairy Queen University, as you put it. Both of these um, two discussions just really, to me, look at, I look at them and say, this, this is good news for Kamloops, right? We're seeing more new single-family homes come online, and we know how uh, difficult it is when it comes to inventory of, of housing supply in Kamloops and how that's helping to drive prices up. So anytime new developments come online, I look at that as good news and anytime new jobs are coming to the city as well i would have to say that's probably a positive thing for kamloops so uh, overall it looked like a really positive public hearing even if there was a little bit of uh, contention with it as well yeah, you know, uh, I believe it to be good news as well, Jeff. You do, uh, and I'm sure uh, many, many other residents do, but there are some that don't. And uh, the purpose of a public hearing is exactly that, to hear from uh, all sides of every issue. And then, uh, you know, uh, the public have deferred to council to make decisions on those things. And uh, that process is a statutory process that we have to enter with an open mind and be prepared to be convinced. And uh, then after hearing all of the evidence and opinion. We have a discussion amongst ourselves and uh, ask questions of uh, both the developer and our staff and ultimately uh, are charged with the responsibility of making those decisions. And uh, some of them are, are pretty uh, easy and others are more contentious. And, and that's just the way the public hearing system works. Uh, it's interesting now with the ministerial order that prevents the public from coming. We have to do that electronically, but uh, kudos to our IT staff. It was uh, pretty much flawless last night. Uh, everybody that uh, wanted to be heard was, uh, and uh, they could be heard again, and uh, there was no problems with the technology. It worked very, very well, and I think the decisions are solid. Nice. Well, the, I'm glad to hear things are going smoothly, and the, the tech issues don't seem to be a problem when it comes to attending council. Obviously, an important opportunity for the public to be able to have that conversation with council. Um, I did have one non-council uh, meeting-related question, and that was kind of in relation to the news, the big news that came out on Monday of this week, and that's in regards to new COVID-19 restrictions. More particularly, those are focused on restaurants this time around, no longer being allowed to offer dining indoors, still being able to do so on patios or be able to offer takeout services. Uh, but do you see these new restrictions as necessary right now for Kamloops? And also, I guess, what's your message to, the, to anybody out there listening in terms of being able to support local business? Obviously, a very important thing to be doing, uh, making sure we keep our dollars local here when we see these hard, hard times coming upon our, our uh, industry leaders in Kamloops. Yeah, you know, I, I do see them as necessary, but I also see them as devastating. I think uh, just at a time when uh, the hospitality industry was starting to emerge from the fog of COVID-19, we get kind of slapped down again, and uh, that's a difficult pill to swallow, and I urge Kamloops residents to uh, take advantage and support these local businesses that are, you know, they've been there for us pre-pandemic, uh, and hopefully they will be there for us after. 
response to the pandemic. So uh, whenever you can avail yourselves of, of the takeout uh, options uh, that are available and uh, let's just hunker down for another three weeks and see if we can get this thing behind us. Uh, the vaccine clinics, I, I spoke with IH uh, yesterday morning actually and uh, they had done over 750 vaccinations on Monday and uh, they are running uh, Mac Island NTC full up uh, now and, mm-hmm. and uh, they're serving the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccines there and the faster we can get uh, a bulk of our population immunized the faster we can put this behind us so that's really the goal here uh, the uh, variants are a problem and, and certainly uh, capacity and acute care is a problem and uh, we want to preserve that capacity uh, so that uh, you know we do have space when people need it and uh, that won't happen if we let this thing get away from us so uh, as it pains me uh, to say this I think it's going to be a very quiet Easter in Kamloops and uh, hopefully you know if we can just uh, all uh, persevere uh, and, and I use that word purposefully uh, that we can get past this and and uh, hopefully uh, the latter part of the spring will be the better part of the spring um thanks so much for the time mr mayor and just i guess i'll get you out of here on this gonzaga they won last night they're in the final four you still leading that bracket challenge or what I am not leading, I have to confess, Uh, but I do have Baylor and Gonzaga left in my bracket, so uh, if those two prevail to the final game, I'm going to be victorious. So let's hope for the Bears and the Bulldogs. (laughs) All right, have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for this, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Thank you. All right, Mayor of Kamloops right there, Ken Christian.